Benvindo, everybody, to the Win or Learn podcast, a podcast that follows our journey in the art of jujitsu. We'll discuss our wins and lessons and have special guests that we meet along the way. I'm your host, Tony. And I'm Isaiah. So let's roll right into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our last episode of season three. We are wrapping up another year almost. We're almost to the year of starting this podcast. So I think we're approaching our second year anniversary. So it's a, a great way to finish the season celebrating our second anniversary. Uh, this week, we're just going to talk real quick about what we kind of trained. We've been out of it for a while just because I was traveling for work. You were traveling for work. There wasn't that much time for us to train and then record about what we had been training. So we've been a little bit out of it. And then while we were on work trips, we also recorded a special episode that's going to be launching our next season. So we haven't really had the time to record, so bear with us as we wrap up this season and we kind of talk about everything we've been doing for the last kind of two and a half, almost three weeks. Almost a month, I think, since we've recorded, actually. Yeah, I think so. Close yeah. to it now. Yeah, so let's jump into it. So <clears throat> I think, really, like I mentioned, we've just been out of training because of of work, and then I got sick for a little bit, and I'm still kind of sick now. I'm starting to come down with something. So if I sound a little weird, uh, I apologize for that. But we've just been in and out of training, work, life. Uh, I, I think we've talked about this in the past, but you're getting married next year. So a lot of wedding planning stuff has kind of been in your way. And also, um, I started up school again. Um, and now the program that I'm in for this master's program, I am required to be in class every other week one week on the Tuesday oh, and then the following right. week would be on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. So, and those times of class actually coincide exactly with the times of training. Our training starts depending on which class we go to, which day it would be from seven to eight or eight to nine. And exactly my classes are from seven to nine um, on those days. So that also has kind of put a wrench yeah. in things, but now we're starting to work around it, learning how to, how to work around it, especially now with the presence of the Saturday class, we've been spending a lot of time uh, not training together because like you said some weeks that i was here you were gone and some weeks that i was here you were or sorry that i was gone you were here so i'm trying to get used to doing that as well like training without one another which we've been pretty good at yeah yeah we've done it a couple times already well in general backing up we talked about this i think last episode uh that professor has kind of been like okay the four stripes and then the blue belts pick someone who's like newer so that kind of forced us to split up. So we really hadn't been training with each other for about two months at this point. Uh, and then on top of that, since you were out, I was like, well, I'm, I don't train with Isaiah anyways anymore. So I might as well just go in and, and train with other people who are there. So I went in one day, I think, while you were traveling. And um, it was okay. I trained with this really, really big dude. Uh, and he was he's an amazing, amazing training partner. I think he's a one-stripe or two-stripe white belt. Um, but he's definitely someone that I'm like, I like training with that guy. And we've talked about in the past how we don't like training with those newbies, those one stripes, those two stripes, because we always feel like they have something to prove. And they try and go a little harder than than we're kind of used to. And at the end of the day, we're hobbyists. And like some of the people that we've talked with, it's like we have jobs and I want to go to work the next day. And I love jujitsu, but I'm not going to hurt myself during a training session on a Monday to Friday over jujitsu. It's just not, it's not going to work for me. Uh, and if we were like maybe competing or training to compete, I would appreciate that level of intensity, 
we've been in that level of intensity before when we competed last year, last October. So it's like we know what it feels to go hard and what it feels to not go as hard. And Monday through Thursday, I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my body through that because, again, got to wake up, got to go to work. So that being said, this gentleman is amazing to train with. Really, really love him. He's a big, burly dude. He weighs probably 50, 60 pounds more than I do, but he he's super gentle and, like, he just knows how to train. He's there with an open mind and he knows how to train. So I trained with him that one day when I went alone. And the funny thing is he called me out. Like he was like, Hey, Tony, let's roll. And I was like, who the heck is calling my name? Because I feel like most of the people that, that are that side of the line, when we line up, don't really know me. Um, and he's like, let's Tony, let's roll. And I was like, Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'll roll with you. That's cool. So it was really nice to get singled out. And, and he asked to roll with me specifically. And I think it's because he, understands what i just explained this is a hobby i train monday through thursday as a hobbyist you know i don't want to get hurt and he has a family i know of and he's probably someone who also doesn't want to get hurt while training jujitsu so really awesome to train with him um i don't really remember what we trained that day because it was so so long ago it's almost two and a half three weeks ago that we trained Um, but it was a good experience i it was different to go to train without you um, I think yeah. that's like maybe the second time I've ever gone to the gym in two years that I go without you. So it was it was a little weird. Yeah, I think that this was like my second or third time doing that as well. And it's funny because the day that I came in, because I was in Texas for work, the day I came in, you left. And then I came in too late to go to the Thursday class and you were uh, out of town as well. So I went to the Saturday class of that same week. I also don't remember you know, what we trained. But one thing for sure that I noticed is that we've been starting to get called out a little bit more. <laughs> I don't know if people are starting to like, realize that maybe we're not like spazzing around or, you know, going crazy or going 120% during training. It feels good to have that experience where people like kind of look for you now. And I've had that experience the day that I went without you, even with like higher belts. Like I had a few higher belts ask me to roll with them. It's a good feeling. I mean, I feel like it's kind of like a testament of what kind of we've been talking about for almost two years now, that we try our best to be good teammates. You know, we want to make sure that our teammates are healthy and able to be there the next day and we're not risking our lives or anybody else's lives or their livelihood uh, just for pride during training. And I think people are starting to recognize that, that that's kind of how we operate, that we're going to make sure we make it back home all right and then you make it back home all right too. And it's definitely been that situation where even when we trained together this week, I told you, I was like, I don't remember the last time we trained together because I really don't before Wednesday of this week. I don't remember the last time we trained together. And it's like you said, it's probably been over two months now. I don't even know because I really don't remember the last time we trained together because every class that we're in, people split us up or professor asks us, you know, uh, the four stripe white belts to go with some of the newer people. So we really haven't been training together, which I think is also helping us grow a little bit in terms of our, of our jujitsu, just because you get different looks from different people. You know, we've had the the opportunity to roll with guys who are really big or guys who are really small yeah. or training partners who are really quick and have different strengths. And exactly what Professor Tiago had told us, that that will allow you to diversify your jujitsu a little bit more. And it's true. Yeah. And I, I think, think- we're... Yeah, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I think I've personally, I felt the benefit of that already. And it's only been a few months since we started doing this consistently. 
Yeah, no, I think we're delayed on that because we mentioned it, who knows how many episodes ago, that Professor kept trying to encourage us, hey, train with other people, train with other people, train with other people. And we never really did. And we kind of just stuck to each other. And so it's like, I can read you pretty well and your body language pretty well because of that. And like, I know what you're going to do next because we've been training with each other for almost a year and a half now. So because of that, like this last two months have kind of, like you said, I worked with this uh, big burly dude probably 50, 60 pounds heavier than me. And, and it feels different. Like I can't keep my guard closed around him longer. And I, when I want to sweep him, I, I really can't like, there's really nothing I can do. And then this week it was a reminder of like, Oh, this is how it feels to actually be able to do stuff when you and I train together. Because again, we know each other so well, we've had that experience with each other. So let's, that's a great segue to talk about what we actually did this week and what we trained together with. So why don't you kick us off with that? Yeah. So this week we focused a lot more on close guard. And for those of you who've been listening to uh, to us for a while, you guys are probably familiar with the fact that Professor Tiago, he even spoke about it when we spoke to him, is a big fan of the closed guard. That's really his forte. That's his specialty. He's a master of the closed guard. It's always great because I feel like every time we go over some of these techniques, even though it might feel like we've done them before, there's always something new that he adds in a different layer to it that helps us improve our our work on that technique. When we were working on it this week, we tried, first day we went was like the pendulum sweep. So we were working a lot of those sweeps from close guard. So if you're trying to attack somebody and go for an arm bar or they're trying to pass your guard and they make that mistake where they leave their leg out, you know, you can kind of hook their leg, shift your hips out, and then topple them over and successfully, you know, complete the pendulum sweep and go into full mount. Then the second day that we went was more submission based. So we started off with the triangle from close guard. Like I said, like little nuances or little things that you might not think about little details in closing your triangle that sometimes, you know, as us lower belts usually make a lot of mistakes when it comes to getting the triangle done, just because I feel like what kind of professor explained is very true. Sometimes you see the opening and you rush to it. And sometimes it can get a little sloppy, you leave space, or X, Y, and Z can happen, and then you end up not closing it, and then the person is able to kind of break out of the triangle. Working on stuff like the way that you should position your knee, the way that your hand placement should be, you know, grabbing onto your shins, which way your feet should be angled, which is really interesting. I have never thought about that, and this just popped into my mind right now, about when Professor mentioned flexing your feet to make sure that your calf is fully stretched and is like hard. Cause if you leave your feet dangling your calf gets soft for those of us who don't have really strong calves <laughs> and work yeah. out our calves every day. And that can create spaces or kind of provide relief for your opponent. So he said that flexing your feet up when you're getting somebody in the triangle helps your calf and that muscle stiffen. So that way you're applying that rough surface and that pressure right onto their neck. So that was an interesting detail that I'd never really thought about, but he mentioned it this week and it kind of like was like a light bulb that went off. And I was like, wow, I never thought about that. But yeah, and then from there, we worked on uh, more arm bars from from close guard. So a lot of close guard work this week. And for me, I found it very difficult to keep my guard closed with people who aren't you for some reason. Uh, I think maybe just inconsistency in training probably um, is a reason why. But I don't know how you felt working on the close guard this week. Yeah, no, I think... It was a good reminder when we worked. Uh, I I think I've said this in episodes in the past. I hate the pendulum sweep. I hate it so much. 
just because I feel like I can never get enough momentum to kick my leg over and then like bring it back down in, in like a swinging motion to kind of topple you over. But I feel like this week I got a little better at it. I mean, and that's kind of the point of still going to these fundamental classes. It's like, even though you feel like you have something down, being able to practice and practice and try and sharpen it, it can always be better, you know? So I really appreciate that we still kind of go to these fundamental classes, even though it's like, I know how to do a pendulum sweep, but can I do it the best way possible? And if I am doing it the best way possible, is there a better way to do it? What are some small things I can tweak and small things I can work on? Because then it becomes a game of like millimeters, really. So the a good example of that would be um, when we were doing the triangle. I was having issues getting my, you know, that figure four. And then what I did was I professor was like standing right behind me and I couldn't get it and I couldn't get it. And I literally just scooched like my hips, like a hip escaped, like a couple of centimeters over. And then I was able to get it in. And I think you had the same problem too when you were going to your left, right? Or was it your right? It was to my right. Yeah. And then I just told you, hey, just hip escape like a couple more inches or a couple more centimeters. And then you can get it. And then boom, like magic. It's like you're able to get that angle just like Professor. I mean, obviously he knows what he's talking about. He's been doing this for 30 years almost. And it's like you're able to get that angle once you just move those couple of centimeters. And then you're able to lock in that figure four or lock in with the arm bar or whatever. So that was really, really helpful. It's like, as long as you're consistent, doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean you're great already. It's the matter of like refining those small things, those small details. Once you've already covered the majority of your basic. And I feel like that's kind of the stage that we're entering right now in terms of our jujitsu, um, you know, walk. We're coming to a point where it's like, We've gone through the basics so many times. Now it's a matter of like refinement. How can we make this a better position for myself? How can I make this just a little bit tighter? How can I work with someone whose shoulders are bigger? How can I work with someone whose shoulders are smaller? Those kinds of things. So it was really a reminder. This week was really a reminder of how we can do those small adjustments in a way that can benefit our jujitsu. Definitely. I think that was my favorite part of the week. Like I said before, just working close guard, we've done it so many times, but I feel like every time there's a different layer, you know, there's something else that you could, that you could improve or that you can try to master just because I feel like with jujitsu, there's so many different ways to do things. There's so many different setups for things that every time you go through it is an opportunity to learn more and to kind of expand what, what you know and what you have in your arsenal. And like you said, I think that we're getting to that point in our jujitsu where, the fundamentals, I'm not going to say like we have them down, but like I feel like we have done them a few times already, so we're able to have that recollection of when to do certain things and when not to do certain things. But now it's just a matter of, you know, developing our game, using these techniques in different situations and how to apply them in like a live spar situation. So I think definitely we have been improving. And I feel like recently I've been seeing that a little bit more. I think I mentioned that to you that for some reason things have started clicking a lot more for me recently in terms of when I'm sparring with people, I can kind of see what's happening based on where they're positioning themselves and what they're doing. I can kind of analyze what they're trying to go for and then kind of come up with a counter in my head. And that's something I didn't do before. And I recently caught myself doing it. And I was like, Oh, this is weird. Like I've never really felt like this before to where like I'm planning moves a few steps ahead 
and actually taking my time and feeling calm. That was really weird for me because when I was rolling with somebody on Thursday, he told me, he was like, it scares me that you're so calm right now because he was stacking me and putting pressure. And I really, I was just thinking, I was just sitting there thinking and analyzing what he was doing. I feel like just spending that much time, it took us a while to get here, I think, but spending the amount of time that we have on the mats, I think has really helped us develop that kind of like calmness when we're rolling with people. It's very different to what I used to feel even earlier this year. I don't think I felt that, but now I feel like I'm getting to the point where obviously like, I'm not great. Like I, I'm still getting my butt handed to me, but I'm just thinking about things a little bit differently than just surviving 24 right. seven. Right. Yeah. And I think that's important. What you just mentioned. It's like, there's been, and I, I don't recall if we talked about this in past episodes, but there's been a switch in terms of like, I'm able to protect myself a little bit better. And I think injury has always been like a big factor in our minds at least for ourselves i talked about at the beginning of this episode getting injured doing this is not the most ideal situation for us at the moment so it's kind of taught us to protect us a little bit better against folks who are a little bit newer so it's like i don't like rolling with these newer folks but if i have to roll with them i know how to kind of protect myself a little bit more and i've also adopted something that kind of jujitsu um has kind of talked about a lot on his page and if you're not familiar with who he is i definitely recommend his his youtube channel uh but it's like telling your partners hey this is not right or hey i'm not comfortable doing this or just being able to say no to people is, is really important uh because at the end of the day it's it's your body and if you get hurt doing it they're not going to cover your bills you know like the person who hurt you uh it's you have to who have to deal with it at the end of the day so it's okay to say no to people i mean but it's also okay to learn how to like defend yourself a little bit better, work those difficult positions, work with people who are a little bit more inexperienced, uh, and then kind of try and get your way out, get your way out of it safely in a way that's safe for you and your partner. I think what you just said is very important. Uh, I know a lot of people try to avoid your people, and I think we're part of that group too. But I think at some point, it's also important to take the time to roll with people like that, just because I think as people who've been there for longer and, you know, people did it with us. And now that we've gotten a little bit more experience, I think we can start doing it with other people. Is you start to show them the culture of the gym, you know, you start to kind of advise them like, hey, like maybe you shouldn't do that. Like that's kind of dirty or that's dangerous for you. That's dangerous for your partner or whatever, kind of giving tips to people who are a little bit newer. And I feel like people have kind of been turning to us for that a little bit uh, in terms of like the newer people that we've been rolling with. And I think that's kind of like an important part of, when you've been at a gym for a certain amount of time, I think you start to get a feel of what the culture is like. And it's kind of our responsibility to pass that on to the next people too, to the next wave of people who are coming in. So definitely I feel the same way that I'm able to protect myself a little bit more. Like, and I can feel it out pretty quickly now. Like once we start and I see somebody's going hundred percent, I'm like, well, like, I'm just going to hold my guard, keep them here. And I'm not gonna let them move. Or if they're like inside control, I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to lay on them and not let them move because I'm not trying to get hurt today. Right. So I think you get a feel for that now. And I think back, I'm like, man, I hope I wasn't like that when I was first <laughs> with people. Um, but I'm sure I was. And yeah, it's definitely a different experience. I feel like now that we're kind of catching up with everybody and kind of going over everything now, like when I'm really thinking about it, it's definitely been these last few months have been very different than the first year and a half for some reason. Uh, and I don't know exactly what the change has been, but it's felt different. 
Yeah, and I, I definitely agree. I think we're appropriately, it's like we're entering this new season in terms of like our jujitsu skills, how things have kind of changed, how we've become more much more comfortable on the mats, how we've kind of began to think of this as more of a chess game and not just a survival game. Um, and understanding how our opponents' reactions and or non-actions, how we can respond to them has been really good. Uh, so it's it's perfect timing to start talking about. Uh, this next season in terms of our podcast. So we have a couple guests coming up for our podcasts uh, for our next season. It should be coming out at the end of October, beginning of November. Uh, so we're gonna just going to continue what we're doing. We're going to continue having guests on. We're going to continue talking about our or continue talking about our experience, what we're doing, what's going well, what's not going well, what are our wins and what are our lessons uh, throughout our journey. So stick around, and we have an awesome, awesome new guest for this first episode of the season. It's kind of somewhat of a mentor of ours um, in terms of jiu-jitsu outside of Professor and the coaches. Uh, it's someone who has really helped us in terms of when we competed uh, and kind of getting that dog mentality, as you know, we say. Um, I don't know if we say that. It's more of like a, like a football term that's kind of been passed around into other venues and yeah. aspects but how how are we able to kind of develop that and develop a game and those kinds of things so it's going to be a great episode we're really looking forward to it we already recorded it and it was it was a fun episode to to really record fun. uh so yeah definitely looking forward to that so anything else no just stay tuned to all our social media platforms mostly just instagram actually at the moment and we're like you said we're looking forward to this first guest it's going to be it was a great, great podcast. Uh, we love talking to him, and it should be really fun. So just stay tuned to our Instagram, which is just at WinnerLearnBJJ, and we'll post stuff there. We'll give you guys updates on times and scheduling and whenever uh, we get an official date for that launch. So thank you, everybody, for listening, and we hope y'all have a good one. Awesome. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Our episodes release every other Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe on the platform of your choice. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and more. Thank you again for listening, and us. Us.